Hello, friends, and welcome to Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. All right, you're getting this show, meaning that it's a day that I, I just can't be here, and I hate that. But, you know, I don't like you. I don't like giving you an opportunity to listen to something else. I'm very selfish. I need your attention for God's sake. So I put together the Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Let's get right into it. We're going back not long ago, like half a year. But I described this as the most disturbing story that I ever had to tell on the podcast, on the radio. I mean, this is it. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the infamous Gary at the Men's Warehouse NFK shit fiasco. I've got an incredible story for you. Okay. That um, I had to make sure that the door was locked. There's actually like one, two, three doors between where I sit right now and the rest of the house. And uh, I had to make sure that the bedroom door was locked because the door into the closet does not lock at all. And nor does the one right behind me. Because I, I'm a, in a bit of uh I'd be in a very, very precarious spot if uh, what I was about to talk about entered the ears of our beloved NFK, my brother-in-law who lives here with us. Now, in this story, I am going to reveal to you first, right this second, I'm going to cut to the very ending of it, okay, so that there isn't a huge, long buildup where you're like, what happened next? What happened next? I'm going to tell you the ending of this story. And then I'm going to go back to the beginning. The pants that the NFK tried on at the men's warehouse. After they were removed by the NFK, when he tried them on and they did all the marks and said, okay, now the tailor goes to work. The tailor went to work on the pants and discovered they were full of shit. Now, let's back up. I still cannot believe the words that I just had to say that I've had to process since I found this out on Friday. <sighs> you could have knocked me over with a feather when I found this information out how I found it all out. Every bit of this fucking story is beyond ridiculous. Save your questions for the end. I will answer your questions in press conference format at the end of this story, but just sit back and enjoy it. So I need to make sure that the, uh, as I was uh, contemplating telling the story over the next over two days, because it all happened on Friday. It all unfolded on uh, Friday. 
like, well, I'm definitely going to tell this story. And that's the end of it. Uh, I'm like, okay, I got to make sure these doors are locked because if in the event that our beloved NFK is hearing this, this would be a terrible, terrible day. We just can't have that. But I have a responsibility. I have sworn an oath that something ridiculously insane happens. I must tell you. Let me back up. When we went to the men's warehouse, there was a moment. I even talked about this earlier last week when uh, we were trying on jackets. And uh, the NFK said, man, I hope I don't have to try on pants. And I said, I'm sorry? I don't have underwear on. And I'm like, right. Um, Yes, you will have to try on pants. I guess we're just going to have to power through because we need to do this. Probably like, why doesn't he wear pants? Let's not get, let's not get bogged down with those details. We'll cover that later. Or why doesn't he wear underwear? He wears pants. He doesn't wear underwear. Now, um, over the years, we have had uh, various uh, uh, run-ins with feces. This has happened in the past where um, he has a problem. And there's also numerous issues where um, we have a, a wiping issue. For some reason, something as important as that. Of all the things you don't want to cut corners on, I would think that wiping your asshole would be something you would not want to cut corners on. I mean, who... uh we all know that you, you, you're taking care of that. And when it appears that the toilet paper is not uh, brown after a swipey swipey, you're pretty much at the end of the road. The job is done. That is officially a bang up job. I mean, who in their right mind would do the first swipe and, you know, it looks like, uh, you know, three ounces of peanut butter. And then they go, ah, good enough. Well, I don't know. I, I guess that's been happening. Um, when we started to discover feces in places uh, that, because uh, frankly, you know, the only place that feces should be is on toilet paper and in a toilet. It shouldn't be on bed sheets. We discovered that Ding Dong, when he's getting ready to like, uh, I don't know, put on his, uh, change his clothes or something like that, he sits on the bed and whatever is left over on the ass winds up on the bed. So like, huh? the, the, the conversation was, uh, was, um, had where I said, come here, man. Comes walking in. I go, that's shit. And I want to know how shit 
is there. What What are you doing? Well, it's because they don't wear underwear. I go, eh. Underwear is not, like, supposed to be where shit goes. I mean, I guess in a pinch, it uh, it has uh, holding capacities that uh, can can keep things from escaping. But, uh, you know, that's a last resort. Most people don't have piles of shit on their underwear. I said, you are struggling to clean yourself up. This is months ago. Look, we bought these uh, packages of these wet wipes. You know, it says flushable on it. God knows if they are. I don't care at this point. I go, you need to take these and you need to clean yourself up. Now, outside of that, I don't know what else I can do. You need, okay, these are wet. You open it up, you pull it out, you clean your asshole, perhaps dry it with the dry paper, wash your hands and you leave. There is... Okay, now, I've talked with family members. I talked with Diana. I talked with uh, Diana's cousin who used to live with the NFK, and we all agree it's just laziness. It's not because his brain is mush. It's just laziness. Ah, good enough, good enough, good enough. All right, so that ends. This is months ago. We did notice, though, that the wipes aren't uh, being used. We're like, oh, God. And then there's evidence showing up in pants. Now, it's still not clear if the incident with the suit pants at the men's warehouse, which I'm still telling you that story, if he actually dropped a full turd in his pants or if he had basically um, a doo-doo da Vinci poo-poo Picasso on his ass and the pants... I guess fresh somehow it, you know, like when you were a kid and, um, you took, um, uh, a piece of paper and you put paint on one side of it and then you folded it in half and it was, uh, a, uh, uh, exact replica or opposite. You know, you make the butterfly deal with the paint. That's what we have going on here with the shit in the asshole with the men's warehouse pants. I didn't examine the pants to look for an actual turd. I'm just telling you this story as it was, uh, as it happened to me in little bits and pieces. So back to the day we tried on the pants. I don't have underwear on. I go, fucking shit, Jesus. He tries on one pair of pants, way too tight, takes those pants off, puts on pants number two. They fit. Okay. Marky, Marky, take the pants off. All right. Now let's try on a suit coat. That's it. It turns out they didn't have the appropriate size suit coat. So they said, Eric, we're going to mail this to your house, this suit coat. You bring it back and then we'll fit it. Okay. That was Friday. Bring the suit coat back. Give it to Gary. Gary's awesome. If you ever go to the men's warehouse and see Gary, dude's just so, I feel so bad about what this poor guy had to do. I mean, talk about uh, going above and beyond. And he was sidled with the unfortunate task of calling me with this information, which that conversation was ridiculous. 
Oh, my God. Bring the suit coat back. Cabby puts it on. Turns out they actually sent the wrong suit coat. We needed a 46 executive. We got a 46 short. And so Gary's like, oh, my God. Well, thank God we still got time. Don't move. We sit down. He makes a phone call to the other store in Muskegon. Muskegon says, Gary, we got the 46 executive. We're going to hand deliver it. Then the tailor can can do this thing. And uh, boom. That takes about 10 minutes. Gary Gary fills me in and everything. He goes, I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. I go, Gary, don't even worry about it, man. It's all right. We got this. And I know you got this. The shit has not been revealed yet. One person has been exposed to the shit at this point, and it's the tailor. She's traumatized. I come all the way home. I'm seated right here. Phone rings. It says Gary from the men's warehouse. I pick that fucker up. Hey, Gary. Hey, Eric. Uh, um, I just found out that the pants are done. They have finished tailoring the pants. And I'm like, okay. But I'm like, why are you calling me, though? Because I'm going to come back once or twice more anyway. Uh, Once to fit the jacket that the Muskegon store is bringing. And then I got to pick it all up. And then he's, he's telling me this because he's just found out that the pants are full of shit. And he has to tell me in these words. So anyway, the uh, pants are done and I just talked to the tailor and, uh, and he's real monotone. He goes, uh, your brother-in-law had an accident in the pants. There's poop in the pants. I'm like, what a fucking terrible conversation. This poor man has to tell me that the shit he hasn't. Now, we we own the pants. They are our pants, but there's shit in them. And I go, are you kidding me, Gary? He goes, no, I'm not kidding you. And I'm like, I'm not surprised. I'm thinking to myself, this is this is fucking horrible. He says the tailor. Uh, tailored the pants with the feces in them. She actually cut the poo with scissors. She had gloves on. He told me, I'm not making it up. She put gloves on and she goes, well, it's got to get done. And she's, she's cutting shit like fucking Play-Doh Fun Factory and, and, and then doing the job. She did that. What a fucking trooper. I was mortified. I go, Gary, I'm so sorry you had to have this conversation with me. I'm on my way. And he goes, yeah, you're going to want, I go, so he goes, this is what you do. You got to come get the pants and take them to the cleaners and make sure you explain to the cleaners this conversation because you don't want to expose them So think about this all because one motherfucker will not wipe his ass. All of this takes place. And I, I, then I I forgot. I, then I had to go to Gary. I go, Gary, he tried on another pair of pants. So Gary 
has to go through every pair of pants that we think could have been uh, tried on and look to see if there's shit in them. This is why you wipe your ass. Well, I get up from here and I go, all right. And I go walking down the steps. I go, Kevin, please mute the TV. And I did remain calm. I didn't yell at him in any way. But I explained to him, I go, this is what happened. And, um, you know, I told him, uh, oh, hang on a second here. Sorry. I told him everything that has unfolded. And uh, so I'm upset, but I, I, I did not freak out. I had to remain calm. And I go, yeah, now I got to go put out this fire. Um, I don't, I mean, I go, Kevin, um, I can't wipe your ass for you. Okay, I cannot do that. You are not using the wipes. You're not taking care of yourself. And now this, all of this happened. This is ridiculous. Uh, You need to do that. And you need to wear underwear. Um, so he's, he's got this look on it. He's not standoffish. Uh, he's accepting of this ridiculous. He can't believe it. He's, he's, he's very upset too. Uh, I made sure Diana stayed upstairs so that he didn't uh, get like embarrassed. I mean, she, she knows about it, but. Just it's too much. This is just so fucked up. A uh, few minutes go by. I'm getting ready to leave. He's had a conversation with Diana about um, he does use the wipes, and she says, "No, nah, I don't think you do." So uh, then, a short time later, he comes up to me and he says, "Hey, I'm really, I'm really sorry about this." I go, "Um." Okay, so, yeah, and I didn't, like, say, oh, you're okay, I forgive you. I was like, um, so when you go to the bathroom, do you use the wipes? And he says, ah, sometimes I forget. I go, do you sometimes forget or do you just not do it most of the time? Like that. It's like I'm talking to a child. And he goes, I don't do it. I go, Thank you. Thank you for telling me the truth. You were lying to me, but you have now just told me the truth. And you lied to your sister. I go, this is like I'm talking to a little boy. I go, you're a 63-year-old man. This is just the craziest thing ever. Oh, my God. I go, yeah, dude, we have to be honest with each other. And you need to do this. I leave. I walk in. All the dudes from the men's warehouse, they're like traumatized. Gary's there. You know, he's huddled in a corner. The other two dudes are like looking at me and I go, not a word. Not a word. Look at Gary over there. He's already about to bust a fucking spring. Gary gives me the pants. 
Gary's like, well, you know, it happens. And I'm like, no, Gary, it doesn't. No, it doesn't happen, Gary. Don't tell me it happens. I would be, I would pretty much be uh, willing to bet that it's never happened. That this is the first actual time that you've had to call someone and say, hey, there's shit in the pants. Gary says, you're going to the cleaners, right? I go, yeah. He goes, good luck with that. Make sure you tell them everything you need to tell them. Us in the uh, clothing industry, we stick together. I'll hear about it if you don't tell them. I go, Gary, don't worry. I'm going to tell them. I leave. I'm rehearsing what I need to say to the lady at the cleaners. So much so that I drove by the cleaners by three miles. I turned down my street, six miles. I turned down my street and I go, what the fuck? I forgot to go to the cleaners. The pants are in the back. I turn around. The pants are in a bag with the bottom tied. Again, I don't know if we have an actual squashed turd or just a big smear on the ass, but there's plenty of feces in there, according to Gary. Drive six miles back. Get out and the lady's there. I've known her for years. And I go, hey, I got a good one for you. She goes, a good one. I go, a good story. And I, in full detail, tell her exactly what happened. And the color is draining out of her face. And she's looking at me like this. With this hell no look. And, uh. I finish explaining to her and I go, I just wanted to tell you and I want that now I'm going to ask you, can you clean the pants? Will you clean the pants? Jenison cleaners, the absolute best. She goes, I can do it. And she was like, I could, I could hear like uh, patriotic music playing, you know, in my head. Like she was like proud to take the shit pants. And she goes, most people would not tell us that there is shit in the pants. That is some of the problems of this industry. People will deliver us shit pants. And they won't inform us it's the shit in the pants. And our employees are exposed to terrible things. We have actually uh, had pair of pants where out of the bottom of the pants, matter will fall out of the pants. Like they, 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 they haven't gotten the lion's share of the debris out of the pants. They just take a shit in the pants and say, here you go. And I said, well, I can't rule out that that is not the case here. I don't know. As you can see, they are in a bag, but I'm telling you, she goes, you've done, you've gone, uh, the, the bar is low, Eric. We have had blankets that uh, people have barfed on and they don't remove the lion's share of the, of the barf. And there's barf when we shake out the, there's barf flying throughout the cleaners. No, ma'am, I won't do that. I appreciate you. Okay, Eric. Pants will be ready Tuesday. 
That concludes what I hope is the last story I have about feces concerning my brother-in-law. We, in uh, two years and four months, have amassed quite a collection of feces-themed stories since my brother-in-law moved in here. Um, I could have a compilation. Like, uh, I think there's at least at least five gigantic stories that I have uh, told about him and feces. So you can see how when I sat down here to tell this story, and if you have questions now in the chat, please, please include them. If you've written them once, write them again. Don't tell me to go up and look. I'm just not in the mood. I fucking forgot my what I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, this concludes the feces story, and and uh, it, it like I indicated to you, as soon as it was all unfolding, before I had time to even process, when I was sitting here talking to Gary, who was informing me that there's feces in the pants, I was like, I need to hit go live, and I need to tell this. But then I said, No, Eric, trust the process. You need to absorb. You need to let, you need to decompress. You need to experience the full scenario and let it hurt. Let it soak in there and feel that absorb that like the pants absorb the feces and frame in your brain. How are you going to make this story uh, a reality for the world? I had somebody say to me, how can you, uh, how can you tell these stories about your loved ones like that? It's like, look, if there's someone in my life who is willing to expose the world to feces like this, they need to be exposed. This need, this is, this is payback. This is my therapy. Can you imagine he'd be dead right now? The NFK, I, I would have slaughtered him and ground up his body and spit it out into the woods at Fear Bunker North Had I, if I did not have this outlet to explain to you the ridiculous fucking things that happen in this household. He'd be dead. As it is, this therapy of me talking to you uh, metaphorically flushes it. It's gone. It leaves my brain. It's your problem now. I don't have to deal with it. That is all I have on that story. Uh, does this man require medical attention? I can only imagine an unwiped ass would contain very painful skin rashes. I'm not sure what's going on there. I have been on the business end of his asshole. Uh, well, I am on the business end of his asshole many times a week when I help him shower. And you have a, uh, a general appearance, mild redness, but nothing, nothing bad. Hang on. I'm getting a little Zenith smashing vibe here. <sighs> Things have been acting up lately. Uh... Why don't you buy boxer shorts from Men's Warehouse when you heard from him that he wasn't wearing underwear? 
Uh, great question. I don't know. I do not know. I probably just said, ah, roll the dice. What could go wrong? Silly me. Silly, silly me. Corey asked, so how did the help him shower thing come along? Well, that came along because he had neck surgery and he couldn't do anything. And that just kind of stuck. And um, now as um, time has passed, uh, he has floated the idea of taking his own showers. And we have said, no, you cannot reach. You cannot. Uh, and, and now looking back, if one doesn't have the opportunity or the ability to wipe one's ass. There is no way someone is going to be able to shower, you know. Megan says, quote, you'll love the way you look, but you may smell like shit. That is a reference to the uh, slogan of the men's warehouse. Amy writes, dry cleaners are the true American heroes. My God. Well, that's it. We live to fight another day. Uh, The pants are being cleaned. They'll be done soon. But what a damn saga. Boy, instant classic right there. My God, not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thank you to my sponsors. First of all, the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studios, where it all takes place. You uh, got the Shoreliner striping inbox. If you ever want to say hello, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. God bless TC Paintball. Rick from TC Paintball has always been there for your pal EZ. If you want to book a fun event, with your group of people that you have, whoever that may be, tcpaintballgr.com. Book it. You might be discovering something that you love. You know how like everybody's like, ah, pickleball, pickleball. Screw that. Paintball. Uh, you know, you, you show up, you pay them a few bucks, you get the gun to rent, you get the mask to rent, you got 500 paint shots. If you run out of paint, you can always buy more. Oh, my God. Upgrades galore for your event. You can buy a, uh, a higher level gun that shoots like rapid fire or whatever the shit is. You can buy armor if you're a puss. Holy cow. Fully stocked pro shop as well. TC Paintball. I love these people. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. 616-532-6600. If you are ever in the weeds, you need some help, whether it's scheduled maintenance, whether it's Something just pops up. Whether you're stranded at the side of the road, get the car to Irvine's, and that's E-R Vines. E-R Vines, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Early bird drop-off, late bird pickup, rental cars for free, or loaner cars for free, if uh, you can't get anybody to cart you around while your car's being fixed. No jobs too smig. smig. Oh, my God. No jobs too big. No jobs too small. What a dick I am. 616-532-6600. No jobs too smig. (laughs) 
asshole. Also, thank you to A&E Heating and Cooling. You should see these people twice a year. Once uh, when you're getting ready to turn on the furnace, once when you're getting ready to turn on the AC. You got to get these things tuned up. If, you just, if you're one of those jackasses who just turns it on and doesn't uh, do any preventative maintenance, that's why your shit's going to blow up early on you. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Okay, back to more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Hey, where are you? Johnny on the spot. Good morning. Hey, Dad, how are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Never better, Dad. We are six days away from the election. Oh, my gosh. You're telling me? I, I actually be happy to see it over because I'm tired of listening to the same things over and over and over, bashing each other up. Have you, uh, have you, have any of the advertisements resonated with you? Like you see something for like Joe Biden and you're like, Hey, you know what? That actually makes sense. I think I like that. I don't think I've heard anything he said that makes sense because I'm totally one-sided who I want to be the president. So I don't pay attention to things. I only pay attention to the person that I want to vote for. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. All so, right. Because I see this is bashing each other up all the time. Joe Biden had years to do what he says he can do. Yeah, like, like Joanne says, Joe Biden has had, for instance, in my opinion, yeah. years and years and years to do something that was worthwhile listening to, and uh, he, nothing happened. Okay. So uh, I believe that, uh, again, I, I shouldn't talk about it on a open air to what my preferences are, but... <laughs> Oh, but what I the am. hell? Yeah, that's okay. Um, that's I all right. I, I mean, if you want to say I it, like, say I it. like what um, our current president has done. And his accomplishment has been good. All right, Dad, I've got a number of questions here. Of course, uh, uh, Dear Meathead brought to you by JM Synthetics, online at jmsynthetics.com. The audience is so happy that you are with us once again. You and Joanne, we hear her. So let me start off with this. Uh, John has a question for you. He says, Dear Meathead, I threw my back out recently trying to fix the deck. Ooh. He says, uh, my wife said, all right, you got to stop. But then she complains that the deck isn't done. I offered to hire someone to do it for us, but she says that would be a waste of money. What do I do? I'm hurting, but my wife wants me to, to fix the deck. Well, a back situation is number one, is a time-consuming situation. For instance, you would have to give it a lot of time to heal. As far as getting the deck done, now how is the importance of it the number one priority? If it is, and it's irritating the wife, I guess you have to spend the money have it done. If the wife has a patience of waiting till you heal, then you can do it. If you're a capable person to build or rebuild things, all right. Now, I personally, if I had injured my back, unless it's a 10-year situation that your back is not going to heal or it's a different yeah. matter, yeah. but I think there should be some patience yeah. uh, exercise in there, and if you don't want to spend the money, which I wouldn't, I would, I'm a repair person. I would repair my own 
okay. uh, situation in the house as much as I can. You All know, right. do it. Uh, but it, I, I don't see, I honestly don't believe that there's such an urgency to repair the deck unless yeah. the death is a detriment to you. Yeah, just leave it alone. It'll, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, I think just take it easy and just, uh, don't spend a penny on it and don't do it. Just let it go. I mean, that's the American way. You start something, and then you finish it like six or seven years later. I mean, hell, I still have leaves in the backyard from like 20 years right. ago. Absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. So if the wife is a definite impatient person or is a detriment that she has to have it done, then hire it out. Uh, spend the money. And hired out. Dad, uh, looking back on this whole exchange, I I, uh, I wrote down the line, uh, a back situation is a time-consuming situation. It is. It doesn't heal overnight. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Natasha writes this. Natasha in uh, New York State. She says, I have a question for your dad. My fiance James and I will be getting married in July next summer, July of 21. I'm 20. Congratulations. She says, uh, I'm 28 and he is 30. We've been together for eight years, so it feels like we're already married. What advice? That's right. I was just going to say, oh my God, yes. She, she, uh, she adds, What advice do you and Joanne have for us upcoming newlyweds? And uh, then she says, It's an absolute joy to hear you and Joanne's voices each week. You make us smile. Stay happy, healthy, and safe. Sign, Natasha. Natasha, I want to congratulate you on the decision that you both have made to be married couple. But that's been a long time you guys have known each other, you know? And it's a miracle that you guys haven't broken up. <laughs> you know? I mean, this doesn't happen. You know? No, I'm talking about before, before the marriage. You know, no, 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 I, that's not what I meant. Uh-huh. You have not been married for eight years, yeah. is what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's okay, Dad. I think I know what you meant. But uh, my wife really threw me off of my uh, track. Oh, that's okay. Well, just uh, take, a, take a, a, a deep breath there. That's what Joe Biden does, and then... And then... Uh, what now? Do they want to know what do I think? Would you tell me what is it that they wanted to hear? My yeah, uh, yeah, my view? yeah. Well, Natasha wanted uh, if you had any advice um, that you have for like upcoming newlyweds. You know, maybe just a little uh, morsel or tidbit, a sentence or two about. Uh, you know, um, I mean, you've been married. Yeah, okay. You've been married. I, I get it. Now here's the thing. First of all. You have been together for so long, you must know each other real well. Yeah. You know what you like, what you don't like, what the couples, what, what gets you upset, what it does, makes you laugh. You know that, all of those things. But the greatest thing that I have for a couple that are married now, including myself, I sometimes, I say things and I don't exercise it. Patience is the greatest virtue in any married couple's life. Amen. You've got to have patience with each other. However, if something comes up that is in, for instance, uh, one of you decided to do something that the other one does is unaware of it, 
presented to them in a very intelligent way that, hey, I would like to have this particular thing done, or your personality sucks at this point, you know, not in those virtues. <laughs> Maybe you ought to make a, a, a adjustment on that, you know. But kind feeling is a good thing. Talk to each other kindly. Now, I occasionally, not occasionally, I quite often I do this. Myself, I, I'm preaching something and I don't practice it sometimes. That's not a good thing. We have to have patience with each other, patience. So often enough, a wife will make a comment that I would like to do that. Now, for instance, if you want to make changes in your home or a building type of a thing, it's not the what that I'm talking about. Patience of personalities. Because we all have personalities. We can't give up that personality of ours to suit the other person's personality. You should accept the things that your wife tells you that uh, is in her mind and you would like to have a change made in that. Uh -huh. So the patience is a virtue is the greatest thing that I yeah, think should I, be exercised in a marriage. I think that's that's true, Dad. That's, that's, that's a great, great point. Because we... A guy is a, a jerk sometimes. I, I consider myself a jerk sometimes because she'll say something when, oh, no, we're not going to be doing that. I don't even listen to what she says. Okay, let me let me write that down. A guy is a jerk sometimes. Yes, because of not wanting to listen to what the wife has to say. I see. Absolutely. Um, so allow her to say what she wants to say yeah. and think about it uh -huh. before you give an answer to whether or not that's a good thing. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I, I can totally see that. Um, from my own perspective, Natasha, she said, Eric, go ahead and add your two cents too. Uh, the only thing I would suggest is, uh, is uh, it's described as staying in each other's orbits. Like the things that you do, the things that he does, over time, couples tend to like their orbits don't intersect. Like all of a sudden he's golfing three days a week or he's doing something that's not with you. Um, Absolutely. That's true. Be, uh, don't drift too far apart. Let those orbits intersect like with your friends, the things you do, the things he does. Uh, the second that those that the that you you are like uh further and further from each other's lives and he's doing his own thing then you're more like roommates and that's when trouble starts so that's uh that's taken from my own experience so i well put, I, I, well that, put son uh, i want to go back and uh the quote uh it's a miracle you haven't broken up and uh, uh you and joanne and i no no that's what you said when you were talking about natasha oh oh absolutely and then, uh, and then there was, uh, your personality sucks. You got to make an adjustment. Yes. All right. Uh, let's move on here. This is Alan. He writes, uh, dear meathead. Um, Eric has been podcasting for over two years, pretty much close to two years now since his last radio job. What did you think when Eric explained what a podcast was and what he wanted to do? How did you think that was going to go? Well, to tell you the truth, I still don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a word that I use. I don't even know what it does. <laughs> but however, 
fantastic job. Not because he's my son, but this guy can talk, make sense, and just makes everything. He does things that I have never believed in existing uh, in the world. Yeah. But he does it, and he accomplishes it well. Okay. That is... Uh, I'm proud of him. I you, really Dad. am. Not because he's my son, but the guy can put things together verbally, uh, mechanically, and he'll do it. Um, uh, he's, he's done things that I was amazed. I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom to think that I could have done that. I never thought about those things. So I'm not giving him this compliments because he's my son, but he is really a doer. Thank you, Dad. I appreciate that. Um, and what, what the old story is, he doesn't let hair grow on the bottom of his feet. No, I, no, I, I, I think that's moss, Dad. I think it's... Oh, this is hair for me. Okay. <laughs> That's how they, I don't think they say, yeah, boy, he's always moving. He never lets hair grow under his feet. I think they say, no moss grows under your feet. No, hair right. don't grow under your feet. Right. <laughs> Great. Um, so, all right, and, and just to be clear, a pod, the only thing uh, a podcast is is uh, communicating over the Internet, whether it be like, uh, you know those videos you see online? Yeah. So the, what we're doing is going out live on like Facebook. And well, then why can't we say communicating over the air? Well, because podcasting. over the air is like uh, uh, what is like the radio. You turn on the radio, and then the the frequency hits the radio. You know, it's uh, okay. It's, I, I I was I taught some education. Yeah. To, yeah. Right? And then uh, and then uh, the other thing about podcasting is this is then recorded. And, I understood. And That's it, a good thing. Yeah, okay. It goes on a website, and then people kind of, uh, are you familiar with the term download? Yes. Then they download it to, like, a phone or a computer, and then they can listen to it, you know, whenever they want. Okay. That's the only thing different. It'll never come to do anything for me in my life, but okay. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, what's funny is you're on the other end of it. You're making what they're listening to. You're like making yes, the content. I understand that. And then they they listen. They like consume it based on uh, on what they're listening on. So that's that's basically it. All right. I want to say something before we go any further about you and your audience. Okay. I tell you, these are the most fantastic people I've ever talked to in 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 my life. They have decent questions, good questions, and they're seeking answers to better their own lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They so always that, That's wonderful. That really is wonderful that these people are doing such a great, great job well, of seeking help in the sense of opinions. Well, they uh, that's very good of them to want to better their lives by asking yes. you questions. I totally agree with you. And uh, so that they, they, they've been very helpful, too. They've always been very supportive, as, as you know. We've all experienced that. Oh, I'm proud of those people. I really am. Yeah, they're really, really great. Uh, Megan has a question, Dad, and she writes, Dear Meathead, I work with my dad every day, and I love it. If you and Eric work together, what do you think you'd be doing, and do you think you would fight, and who would be the boss? Well, that's <clears throat> a loaded question, really. Uh, father, for instance, always, unfortunately, thinks that he knows everything above what his son or daughter knows. Uh-huh. That's, that, that, that's really reality. And as of the last several years, I have, up to a point, 
brought myself to a point of listening to the children, my children, that I did say things like you, for instance, and I analyze it before the jumping the gun, you know, and I really see what's positive, what's negative. Ordinarily, I don't see any negativity in there. My son and my children are great. I mean, they, they, they just are great. Yep. Thank you. Uh, they, they should allow the fact that a father, for instance, or a mother, uh, for instance, I have a granddaughter, 18 years old, and just about going to 19, that all of a sudden she's become a thinking person. Yet I used to think that she's uh, just a teeny boppy bopper, and uh, <laughs> she's you no know, okay. Oh uh, man, hey, she she don't know nothing, but so, she does. She right. really knows things. All of a sudden, she's become a thinking person. You say? Yeah, thanks. That's right. Before, do you know what? Listen, if they have twelve dollars in their pocket, they're right away, right out there, uh-huh. and buy another skirt. Thinking is and good. Yes. So she's, she's That's not yeah. happening anymore. I love that. Uh, the twelve dollars that they earn, they're cherishing it, hanging on to it a little longer. All right. Yeah, I like that. So uh, I guess the uh, the short answer is you would have no problem working with me, is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely not. You are, are you kidding? You have operated things that I had never understood how you even managed to do that. What if I was, uh, what if you and I were working and building picture frames and I said, uh, hey, you, stay away from the saw? Well, I would, I would, I would not stand away from the saw, probably. Oops. So, uh, no, uh, I, I, I listen nowadays. I mean, at this point in my life, now if you're going 25, 30 years ago, I don't know what I would have yeah, done. Yeah, you'd, you'd have been stubborn about it. Yeah, but I, I picked things up. I learned I, the damages that I did to myself. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it, it, it's a, they say life on a daily basis is a great friend yeah. to teach you and uh, teach you about the well, do's and don'ts of life. You know, we're approaching one year since you've been injured, so that is really something. I think we should have a party on the one-year anniversary of when, you, <laughs> of when your fingers were flying around. I, I really don't want to even think about it because uh, my fingers are really yeah. it's a reminder on that minute-to-minute basis to me. Yeah, that was terrible, you poor guy. I feel, I'm, I, I, I would have started crying if I was there, but Joanne kept a level head. Thank God for her, you know? Well, so now I have an issue. For instance, one of the fingers that's quite a bit shorter than the other. Yeah. And it's got a nail growing on the side of yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It's trying to come back. You know? So every time I trim that yeah. or grind it down, I start thinking, I, I hate my life. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's it's like regenerating. You're like the swamp thing. It's like it's like. Yes. <laughs> so, well, it's enough about me. Spawn. <laughs> um, hey, uh, Megan also adds, Meathead. What would you say to someone that you love who doesn't wash their hands after they poop to try to get them to start washing their hands? Well. If I knew my wife, that uh, she didn't, she knew that I didn't wash my hands. Yeah. 
And if I went in the bathroom, she'd probably walk behind me in the bathroom to see right. if I'm washing right. my hands. No, but let's say let, let's say Joanne goes number two and then she doesn't wash her hands. What would you say to her? Well, ordinarily, I wouldn't have said anything. You wouldn't have said big, anything. You know, but I, I would, uh, if, if I knew this is what's happening, yeah. I would have simply, uh, hey, did you wash your hands? Aha, uh-huh. Okay. What's wrong with asking a question? Or tell them if you don't want to don't want to jeopardize a relationship or so. Tell her that from now on, when you come out of the bathroom, I'm going to ask you this question. It's terribly awkward. It's terrible. It's awful that you would have to do that in the first place. Yeah, right. And then ask them. Yeah. Wow. You know, or go to the back of the door and listen to the water running. And then you hear it, and you got to tell them, God, it's yeah, the worst. Hey. I mean, let me touch your hand and see if you wash the hand. Oh, God, man. You know, but that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, people should. Well, we wash, right now we wash because of the diseases as much as we, every time well, I yeah. go in there. I mean, seriously, that's, uh, it's, it's just a good, uh, it's just a good idea all the way around, you know? But it's a good thing. I mean, the germs involved everywhere. Right, right, man. So clean yourself up, my gosh. Whoever doesn't do it, I think everybody does that. But <laughs> I know some people that Megan. even work in a different area of life is nothing but dirt. Yes. They don't wash. So, they, I don't know. It is what it is. All right. Well, Dad, uh, that's it, man. I uh, I had a ton of questions because the audience really responded in the past uh, day. I'll save those for another day. Uh, thank you to everybody who uh, who reached out with those questions. But uh, all, all right. right, yeah. I I, 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 I want to make this comment. I, I cannot get over how wonderful your audiences are. I tell you, these are great people. Oh, I know it. Yep. I can't get over it. I have to keep reminding that I'm so lucky that I have oh, the opportunity no. to talk with them. I I feel the same. Same way they they do things for me like you wouldn't believe they're they're they uh I, I i honestly think i can do this till the day i die because of them that's that's great especially your sponsor i really love that sponsor of yours that would be jason he uh he has that uh jm synthetics of course yes i still use some of the things that he has dad you you and joanna the best we appreciate you very much okay all right, I love you. I love your family, and I hope to God that everything will be over so we can see each other again. Oh, I know it, Dad. It's just, it's just, it's really starting to drag, but hopefully, we'll it'll it'll turn around, you know. All right, honey, and you cheer up because uh, you had issues that you went yeah. through. So, yep, yep. You know, God it's, is great. It's uh, it's part of life. It's part of life. And, yes, uh, and we'll yes. and we will see mom again. And uh, yeah, and when we all get up there, Dad, you and Mom and Joanne, you know. I'm just I'm just glad that you guys are cordial so that we don't make a big fuss when we get to heaven, you know? <laughs> oh, I want a big cake when I get there. Yeah, that would be really awkward, you know, but we're gonna have a big party, you and all your wives. Okay. <laughs> all right, I love your comments. Okay, I love you. Love you too, and love, love your audience. All right, Joanne, I'll see ya. See, see ya, Dad. Love you. Okay, Goodbye. okay, guys. Bye, bye. There you go. Another uh, Rip Roaring edition of Dear Meathead, brought to you by JM Synthetics. All right, a pause in the action on not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you ever want to hire me on Cameo, please do it. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. They're just twenty bucks and so much fun. Uh, whatever you want me to do, roast your friends, say something as mean as you want me to say, or nice as you want. It's up to you. You you're hiring me. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane.
Uh, meanwhile, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, they're waiting for you to call. Let me touch on this. All right, a lot of Americans are in credit card debt right now. You know, one thing leads to another, and the next thing you know, boom, you're in for 10 large or 20 large. You know, and Janet Yellen, all this, all these forecasts, and the, and the Fed raising the rates. Interest rates are through the roof. They're trying to slow down the spending to ease inflation, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, you with that big nut on the balance, you're paying four, $500 a month interest. Oh, my God. Stop. Call Mario today at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. If you've owned your home for a little while, get that money out of your home and pay off that balance immediately. Okay, so you get that wiped out. You still got to pay the money back, but now you're only paying 6 7% interest on the refi that you did. Okay? And you're paying it out for the uh, duration of that loan which is a long time on a mortgage. So you're barely going to notice it, you know? Uh, And then you're saving yourself hundreds of dollars a month because you don't have that uh, high-interest credit card interest payment, you know, where it just keeps adding to the principal, and then you're fucked. 231-332-6505. How about Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet? Love them. If you're doing any work on the old homestead and you want to replace the flooring, they have every type of flooring under the sun at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. They're in Granville, Michigan. If you're anywhere near West Michigan, make the trip to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. First of all, you're going to get the lowest price in the entire state, like right off the top. Because they buy so much material from the major manufacturers and designers. that they get it for a reduced uh, price, price, price. Sell it to you for a lower price because they buy so much. Oh, add an additional 10% off of what you spend just by saying my name. That is the Eric Zane Show podcast, Armenia Forever Discount at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh, my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys, and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door, they punch it in, the door unlocks, in they go. And of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy video lock is the top of the heap. Okay. You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium, whatever that keeps this thing 
powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. Shout out to Blue Frost IT. These are the managed IT. This is the managed IT service provider for the show. Love them. Thank you. 616-200-8550. If you need any upgrades for tech with your business, don't just start buying stuff. Sit down for a 30-minute consultation with Blue Frost IT. 616-285-50. There you go. All right. Rolling on more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. We need to get into the hilarity of the Four Seasons landscaping debacle and how that even happened. Man, um, I wasn't able to give this as, as, uh, as much attention yesterday as I wanted to. So I, I I just need to unpack this the the hilarity of it because it's it's a it's a freaking Saturday Night Live sketch, it's um, and I, I I wish I could get an explanation of how this actually occurred, but I remember when I was up north I saw a tweet by the president, huge press conference coming up at Four Seasons Landscape Supply in Philadelphia. And I went, okay, this is going to be about the election. And, and I hadn't read anything. I just saw the tweet. And I was like, why is the president, I mean, does he know someone who owns the place? Is there, even then, it doesn't, uh, I mean, Four Seasons Total Landscaping, I talked about this, about this on the Patreon. It, it, that's a type of business that you would expect to see like a sign for them behind me. <laughs> On the podcast, you know, hey, for all your landscaping needs, call upon my friends at Four Seasons Total Landscaping. And, uh, but I was like, well, so that's, that's weird. Um, well, apparently what had happened was through some snafu, this Rudy Giuliani press conference where, where he was going to basically lay out, oh, we're going to fucking contest the election and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. It's all sorts of trouble. I, I don't care about any of that right now. I'm just talking about the, the, the location. Am I to assume that somebody from the Trump campaign said, all right, book the four seasons in Philly. That's where the biggest voter problems have been. And then some lackey looked up booked it at four seasons total landscaping on accident and if that happened why didn't did did no one catch it and say no no you fucking dipshit we don't i don't want you uh at a a, in front of a garage at a landscape supply shop uh which is next to a porno shop and a crematorium in the middle of an industrial uh area of philadelphia that no one knows about no, the fucking Four Seasons Hotel. You're not a bunch of... What the fuck is going on here? But they, they then... I, I, I need to know why they followed through. Why they then said, no, we're, we're actually going to go with the landscape supply. So in front of a garage, they tape the big Trump 2020 banner up, and there's Giuliani and 40 people and this shithole landscape supply place. Uh, holy crap. 
I'm going to try to throw a call in live um, to the porno shop next door. That guy's been uh, front and center. This is probably not going to work because he's been inundated, but I have an article um, about this guy who owns it. His name is Bernie D'Angelo. He owns the porno shop. He was pissed off because all his customers wanted to do was walk in there and get something to beat off to. And uh, that, that, that Giuliani's folks took up all the parking. There's cameras everywhere. It's a, it's crazy. I just I can't believe when you're making an announcement with Rudy Giuliani and all these important people that are part of the Trump campaign to announce that you are contesting the election. They're doing it in front of some shithole landscape supply place with a where next to a place where they burn bodies and a porno shop. I mean, if you think about the comedy of this, it doesn't get any more classic than this. Somebody pointed out he goes from a uh, gold elevator at the beginning of the ca- of the beginning of his running for office to to this at the end of it. Yes, this is too ridiculous to not laugh at. I don't care who you voted for, and I I want to know why. I want to know what happened. Hey Siri, call Fantasy Island in Philadelphia. I found one option: Fantasy Island Adult Bookstore. And State Road in Philadelphia. Do you want to call that one? Yes. Calling Fantasy Island Adult Bookstore. Okay. Now they've been inundated, man, with phone calls. This is probably not going to work. I've got a great interview with this dude, Bernie D'Angelo. He owns a place. He was interviewed by Slate. Fantasy Island, may I help you? Hi there. Is this Bernie? Hi. Uh, Bernie is not here. Hey, who is this? This is Jacob. Jacob, hey, buddy. I, I I know you've been inundated with interviews, and I apologize for that. How are you? Fine, thanks. Uh, do you mind giving me just a couple of minutes? Sure. Awesome. Um, so you were there. Hey, I, I, I hate to ask you this. Can you turn down the radio real quick? Yeah. All right, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Yes. Okay, so sorry. Who are you first? Okay, thank you. Uh, my name is Eric Zane. I host the Eric Zane Show podcast. Yes. Okay. Now, um, you are the respectable business that is right next to Four Seasons Total Landscaping, correct? Yes. Okay, now I heard that business was a little weird and, uh, and the customers couldn't get into Fantasy Island because of all the nonsense the other day. Isn't that correct? On Saturday, yes. Yeah. Because they they used our parking lot. Well, that without is without asking. That is ridiculous. I mean, you guys have been there since the 1970s, supplying the community yes. with very very fun things. Yes. And uh, I went there to tell them that I would be towing the trucks. Yeah. I went about three times, and uh, some people came and pick up their cars. Two of them. And all of a sudden, it's filled up again. Wow. Yeah, that's yes. not that's not right. I, I didn't know at that time that Rudy Giuliani was there. Right. So, yeah. Uh, later on, uh, I think after he left, uh, people are uh, saying, yeah, that Rudy Giuliani was there. And uh, uh, this is ridiculous. 
I heard that he came to the wrong spot. Yes, he did. He did go to the wrong spot, and I'm trying to get to the bottom of that because what a what an absolute blunder. I mean, of all it, things. It is. Uh, and uh, uh, the, the thing which I'm, I'm trying to understand, why did he have a press conference when uh, already Biden won? Yeah, you know, I think he has been... Uh, He's been going down the road that there was some irregularities, which, you know. There's nothing. There, there is no such a thing. The, the governor said it. The, the mayor said it. Every, the police, everybody says no. Well, They're still working on it. You know, um, I think that what will ultimately happen is um, people will explore those allegations and find nothing is what I think. They is- turned them down already. They dismissed all allegations in Pennsylvania and other states because uh, th- th- there's nothing to find. You're probably find right. Anything. You're probably right, and I, I, I agree with you. I think that nothing uh, uh, will come of it. Uh, but No. Um, now, there's a, there's a very comedic side to this. Um, yes. The, the, the fact that, I mean, it... Rudy Giuliani is front of a landscape supply facility uh, surrounded by a place where they burn bodies and a place that sells uh, things that you can use to masturbate. That that's very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's uh, he, he what he should have done when he find out this is the wrong location. He should have left. Right. And what? And went to the Four Seasons and asked him yeah. what's going on. Yeah, I don't know why he followed through. Uh, because I remember Trump, He, I talked about this. He tweeted, he actually tweeted, I will be at Four, uh, Four Seasons Total Landscaping later. Or Rudy will be at Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Why didn't he just follow up and say, oopsie, uh, I'm actually going to be at a different location. I don't know why he followed through with it. It makes no sense to me. It, the location, it's, it, it means nothing to them. Right. It doesn't bring them anything because, first of all, uh, State Street, it's a very quiet street. Yeah. It's uh, uh, commercial. Okay? Yeah. And all businesses. He erupted all the businesses. Yes. Yes. Now, um, I know that Bernie D'Angelo has owned the place since the 1970s. His mom and his mom and dad uh, ran the his, store. His dad. Yeah, his, yes. his dad ran the store, and now he's running the store. I saw a great article in Slate about it. And, uh, yes. Now, I noticed that uh, it seems like Bernie is getting a lot of traffic to the Facebook page. I think that actually will work out for you in, in a positive sense. Don't you agree? Actually, it didn't. No? Well, so far, it didn't. Uh, Saturday, we lost a lot because uh, people cannot uh, come in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sunday was a regular day because usually Sunday is a busy day for the store in here. Yeah. Yesterday was another disaster. Wow. I wonder why. I wonder is there... Because everybody calling in here for uh, Rudy Giuliani. Even I I get questions... very absurd. Okay. Well. We have booth, booth, booths in here. You know that. And uh, they asked me which booth uh, Giuliani was in. Wait, what, 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 said, um, what do you mean by booths? Do you preview movie in it? Oh, I see. I see. So they're, they're calling, uh, wondering if Julie would, 
uh, like watch a movie when he gets there. Yes. Okay. And I said, I said Giuliani never came in here. <laughs> really? And they hang up. Oh, I get it. I get it. They're 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 indicating that Julie Giuliani would watch the movie and then like pound his putt or something. Yeah, and uh, others even they came to interview me in here and they were asking, uh, "Did Giuliani came in here?" And I said, "No." Okay. She said, "Are you sure?" I said, "I was here." Okay. <laughs> yeah, I see what they're doing there. That's 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 called shenanigans, Jacob. Yes, I know, and it's it's ridiculous. Uh, I am. And, and, in, well, look, I am encouraging my audience to um, find you online. Can they can they buy things online? Is there a way to purchase things online? Uh, I don't know. You have to ask Bernie for that. OK, well, oh, yeah, they, they can put something. I, mean, I think we have. Uh, uh, so what do you call it? A, a website? Website. So they can put something on a website and let Bernie take care of it. Um, yeah, I was just looking at a quote from Bernie in uh, Slate magazine. Slate.com said, have you seen increased business? And Bernie said he actually said that it helped him out. So maybe maybe it's annoying, but he says that um, he actually is seeing some traffic. So that's that's a good thing, you know. Uh, hey, can, Jacob, can you tell me what are yes. the what are the biggest sellers at Fantasy Island? What the biggest sellers? Yeah, what are, what are uh, some of the biggest products that uh, that that people buy there? That people buy, yeah, is, uh, mostly uh, uh, vibrators, uh, condoms, uh, all kind of stuff we have in yeah. here. Yep, and we have uh, dolls, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, 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 we have dolls, and yeah. here it looks like uh, a real thing. Right, right. Now those those can be pretty pricey. I'm understanding, Jacob. Uh, some of them, yes. Some of them, it's not. It depends on the size and depends. Gotcha. Uh, 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 what the person wants. Right, right. So you've you've basically got it all covered there at Fantasy Island. Yes. Um. How how long have you worked there, Jacob? Thirteen years. All right, so it's been good. It's been going strong. I'm really glad that they've got you running the show over there. It sounds like you've got a lot of responsibility, Jacob. Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, uh, All right. well one more thing. Do they ever have you, like, uh, g- give the old products a test drive just to make sure that they're working okay? No, nope. I don't do that. Nothing. Yep, yep. Just keep it all above board. I get you. I get you. Yes. Okay. I don't. Alrighty. Well, Jacob, thanks for the time, buddy. I appreciate it. Sorry that you're going yeah, what's through all this. Your name again? Yeah, my what's name is name? Uh, my name is Eric Zane, and I do the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you want, I can send you this interview if you'd like to hear it yourself. Yeah, you can uh, put it in my name. Okay. Do you want me to give you my address? You mean like a web address? No. My home address. Oh boy. Um, let me call you back and get that because we're live right now, and I don't want to. I don't want to just throw, okay. throw your address yeah, out. Right. You know what I mean? No, you're right. And you're then, right. and I think you have a Facebook page. I can send this to Bernie, and then he can share it yes. with you. You know? No, that's okay. No, you don't have to send it. I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Okay. Well, Bernie, I appreciate. Or I'm sorry, uh, Jacob. I appreciate you, and tell Bernie I said hi. Oh, I will. Okay. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. 
All right. Well, that's pretty much all that needs to be said. Uh, Jacob covered everything for us. Holy shit. We hit gold with that one. Woo. Oh, my gosh. Best of bid right there. You will hear that again. He is a legend. He is an absolute legend. Wow. You know, those are the things that I always love doing the most when it comes to uh, putting content out. Those type of uh, those types of uh, cold calls. And that one was a classic. Son of a bitch. Thank you to Jacob at uh, Fantasy Island, which is the uh, adult novelty uh, vibrator shop next door to Four Seasons Landscaping, where all of that shit show went. In fact, a little bit more on that article on the, that article from Slate with the owner Bernie D'Angelo. Um, Slate asked, "How long have you worked there?" He says, "Well, it's family-owned and operated since 1978 by my parents. I've been there since I was out of high school, and then I've been back and forth. I went back to school to become an electrician, and then I went out and opened up a few other businesses, pizza places, bulk food stores." And then my father asked me to come back to work, and I've been there ever since. I'm 57 now. Slate asks, what was it like in high school with your parents owning an adult bookstore? Bernie wrote, I was the coolest kid in school. Plus, I was cool anyway. Bit of a rock and roller, you know, kind of a rebel in a certain way. I was a little anti-establishment, and we had some fun with it. I had plenty of girlfriends, and you know... I'm married to my wife for 29 years. Matter of fact, my anniversary from yesterday was yesterday, and I've known her since first grade. Oh, this guy's awesome. That's the owner of Fantasy Island. Uh, uh, then they asked him, why did your parents choose Fantasy Island as the name for the, for the bookstore? He says, well, actually, I came up with it. I was watching the TV show Fantasy Island, and my dad said to me, hey, I'm getting into a business. And I need a name. And I said, Dad, why not name it Fantasy Island? And he says, that's it. And we did it together. That is so great. They also asked him the same question I asked Jacob. What are your best-selling items? Bernie uh, says, oh, goodness. We have things from Dick Rambone to a lubricant called Fuck Water to basic normal vibes six to eight inch vibes, multi-speed, multi-functions. The fleshlight. Also the main squeeze. And basically we sell all types of harnesses. A lot of just normal type vibrating things, male enhancement pills and female stimulation pills. We even sell hand sanitizer and stuff because the times have changed at the moment. So we're following CDC guidelines. That is sweet. You know, it's probably like, I sell all that is our very own uh, dildo farmer, the multi-talented Amanda. So this is kind of right up her alley, except she doesn't have uh, brick-and-mortar stores. She uh, uh, she uh, uh, peddles her stuff in a different way with those, with those parties that they have when the ladies get together. Holy crap. All right, that'll pretty much put the wraps on the... Uh, uh, Always famous from now on, Four Seasons Landscaping Debacle. Holy shit, what a bunch of slap dicks on that story. My God, I can't believe they followed through with that. Yeah, hey, there wasn't one person when they were driving there was like, 
this isn't where the fucking Four Seasons Hotel is. What the who the fuck booked this? Well, fuck, we can't do this. Fuck it. Fuck it. We're not cancel the whole fucking thing. Somebody call up Trump, and they could. They could come and say, hey, dude, somebody fucked up, man. What happened? What happened? Yeah, uh, dude, you tweeted out the landscaping place. How the fuck did you do that? What the fuck is wrong with you? I did, what did you talk when you told me to do it? Four season landscaping. Well, I don't know who did it. Maybe you didn't do it. I have no fucking clue, but there is no way in fucking hell that we're going to do a press conference about you contesting the motherfucking election with on one side of me, they're burning bodies and I can smell the fucking uh, 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 smoke of the dead. And to my left, there's people jacking off uh, in the fucking booths uh, watching porno movies. And I'm in front of a garage with a, your sign tape behind me saying we can test the election. Word. Fuck that. That is bullshit. So, my God, how did that even happen? All right. Rolling on. And a pause in the action. Wait, that didn't make sense. We're continuing. Here's a pause. Jesus. Pause in the action. Uh, not the best of the Eric St. Show podcast. Thank you to... Um, Donut Dan over at the Dirty Donut Race. The Dirty Donut Race is Michigan's number one gravel bike race. Uh, June 3rd, okay, four races, 10 mile, 21, 41, 61. Awards, prizes, awesome. The race is great for beginners or mid-level or flat-out awesome bike dudes. This is one of those races that they have like a donut stop. So, you know, if you're like eight minutes down off the pace, off the leader, scarf down a couple donuts, suddenly you're in the lead. Fuck that guy. Dirty Donut Race, June 3rd in Martin, Michigan. All the details at DirtyDonutRace.com. Use code ZANE23 at checkout. Eat four donuts, make up 20 minutes. Then you beat his ass, and then you've but you've worked your ass off, and you're you'd feel sick because you puke on the guy when you get done. There you go. Thank you, Berlin Raceway. Go to the races this weekend. Berlinraceway.com. Buy your tickets online for 14 bucks. There you go. Uh, kids 15 and under free parking free bring in a cooler 12 by 9 or smaller loaded up with all the snacks you want all your soft drinks okay and uh no alcohol no glass and get ready for a freaking awesome time at berlin raceway online at berlinraceway.com back to more of not the best of the eric zane show podcast tomorrow i have a uh, doctor's appointment kind of like a physical uh, which I've had before uh, when I went to Los Angeles, but this is with my personal doctor. The kidney folks say, go see your personal doctor. One last look at you, you know, make sure you're all in, in great shape. And then, um, so we'll have that covered. And then they, my doctor will report to them everything that's going on. And then they need to look at my blood, which was yesterday when I get the blood drawn. They're testing me for all different uh, hepatitis, A, B, C, D, Z, whatever, all the different hepatitises, HIV. Um, and also there is there was two blood draws actually that needed to be done, testing for all those infectious diseases. And the other one was double check on compatibility. Now, I know already that 
the blood test that I first took when we got this whole started, all started way back in, in May, June, that I am compatible. I match very well with my recipient. But you do this at the start of the process, and you do this at the end of the process. I know everything there is to know about giving away a kidney. I could write a book about it. So today's the day, or yesterday's the day that you do that. I have to get about 15 vials of blood drawn. No biggie. I've had as many as 25 drawn at one time. That's a lot of blood, actually. When they take 25 vials of blood out of you, um, typically the person feels a little woozy, and they make you sit there for about a half an hour and eat Cheez-Its and cookies and have have a box of Juicy Juice. But when I gave the 25, I was like, they go, how do you feel? I go, fine. They go, you don't feel anything? I go, no, not at all. They go, all right, well, head out of here. So I drove home. No big deal. Um, they had to take uh, that many out of me yesterday. What did I say? About 15? It might have been a little less than that. But uh, no big deal. Okay. Now. I, I will say I was a little, um, a little foggy on some of the details. I didn't realize that I have to do the infectious disease test. And I have a second uh, batch of blood that I need to walk out of there with in a particular container. The vials in this styrofoam container that protected with, you know, the biohazard on it and sealed. I need to walk out of there and drop it in a FedEx box in what's called a live pack um, envelope and send it to UCLA so that they can take a look at it. That's the compatibility blood. The first set of blood is the infectious disease blood. Now, I, I'm not aware that there's all of this. I just think I need put the blood into the, uh, into the styrofoam, into the vials, and mail it. But that's not true. No one has really told me that directly. If, I had to, if they had to give me the, uh, hey, we need you to review this whole process after it's said and done, I would tell UCLA, I go, you need to be more specific about what exactly I was to do there and future people who are doing this because I wasn't clear. Now, luckily, I'm great and a charmer with tremendous instincts, okay? So I was able to facilitate many, many things yesterday that the average bear would not have been able to do. I'm also very humble, as you know. But I walk into this one lab, and I was going to say the name of it, but the lady that I'm going to talk about is so GD miserable that I don't want to make her life any more difficult than it is. I, I, I'm torn. I want to I wanna bust her balls publicly and actually say her name and where she works so that the next person won't be treated like shit, okay? But I'm not going to. If I did anything, I would probably just talk to her boss. Maybe like pull them aside and say, look, you need to know this is how it is here. So I go into this lab and I see this lady and I've dealt with her before. And I know she's super, super uh, 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 surly and rough around the edges. And um, I have talked to her before and gathered that. But I haven't really had to work with her that much. There have been times when I've gone to see her and... uh, to get blood drawn for this. And she's like, I can't do anything unless I have it faxed from where you're, uh, where you're having it uh, done in California. If it's out of state, I have to have the facts. So no, you cannot have the blood drawn. And she's been really kind of aggressive when she's said it. So I know she's surly, but I've never, um, 
push back in any way. I basically, since I just want to get through this, I've always been like, okay, no problem. Granted, I just drove 12 miles and now um, I I have to drive back, but whatever. I just chalked it up as part of the experience. Um, I reached out to this lady because, like I said, I've dealt with her before, like days ago. And I sent her all of the paperwork that UCLA sent me. And I said to this lady, I scanned it and sent it. And I called her ahead of time. I go, I'm going to send it. I go, uh, yeah, so-and-so, I'm the guy with the kidney. She knows me. I go, okay, great. Well, I'm sending you all this because I don't want to get there and then have you send me home. So um, if there's any problem, um, well, I, I sent it. I go, I'm going to send it to you. So I scanned it. I sent it to her, and I wrote, uh, so-and-so, um, if this looks okay, and it looks like everything is on the up and up and I'm not going to get sent home. Please let me know just so that I have, I'm taking care of everything here. This is crossing the T's dot in the eyes. She doesn't respond problem. Okay. All she had to do was look at it. Looks good, Eric. And that's it. She didn't. I walk in. No one is there. She says, come on in. And I go, hey, man, I know her name. I said, hello, miss. I'll just say Miss K. Hello, Miss K. How are you? She says, fine, Eric. I go, okay, well, I've got this here, and this is what uh, this is what we're going to do. And I start handing her uh, affidavits from my nephrologist. And this is all doctor's orders. This is all very on the up and up. This is quite simple, okay? And um, she right away is shaking her head while she's looking at it. And she's like, oh. Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, and she's, it's like the end of the world. Oh God. I don't know about this. Oh my, oh my God. I, and I'm like, Oh shit. She's. And, um, so she's looking at it. Now I don't know that there's, I remember I said to you, there's the infectious disease protocol that she has to look at. And then there's that second blood draw, which I walk out with. She's confused about that because they have a policy at this lab. Nobody leaves with blood. No one knows that though. Okay. Now, had the people at UCLA informed me of this, and had I known, I probably could have um, known ahead of time and made arrangements, but no big deal, really. And so um, she's confused because uh, because of what I just described. So she says, I go, well, do you want me to call them, and then I can get an answer for you about this? And she goes, yes. So she packs up all the stuff, hands it back to me. I go, and I sit in the waiting room. Now, she's really abrupt with everybody. And, uh, and, and uh, what I've learned about this lady is if you show up at 3 o'clock and you have work that she thinks is going to take longer than um, the time that they – is quitting time. With the, apparently, it's quitting time at 3.30 there. Why the fuck that is, I don't know. But she's like, if, if uh, she thinks she can't get it done, she'll say to you – and I've seen it and I've been the recipient of this – uh, we're out of here at three 30. It's going to take more than uh, 30 minutes to get this done. So you got to come back tomorrow. And that's happened. Sure enough. Uh, this one chick walks in and she looked to be like, um, really meek and timid. And she's like, yes, I'm here to get a, a drug test. She goes, Oh, well, we stop at two 30 on drug tests. You gotta, you gotta come back another day. Sorry. And it's just like that matter of fact and really gruff and aggressive. And I'm like, what a fucking gruff bitch. This is holy shit. So um, I finally, I, I make a couple phone calls to California and I have a nurse and a, and a nurse's assistant who I can talk to. And I get the nurse on the phone, my nurse. And I go, okay, so there's some confusion about the blood. Um, 
and I, I, I go walking into this lady, Miss K. I go, Miss K, my nurse is on the phone, and um, uh, she, she'll answer any of your questions. She goes, I don't have any questions. I go, well, wait a minute. What weren't we? Didn't you have? And I'm like confused. Okay, it's like I'm st- I'm stammering around, and she's looking at me like tapping her foot, like I'm bugging her. You know, it's I can tell she's getting pissed off at me, and uh, she's got an assistant there who's standing there, and she looks to be the type of assistant who doesn't dare step out of line, or this fucking mean as a snake battle axe who looks like fucking Fred Sanford is gonna is gonna yell at her, and I can tell that the assistant is like, ah, oh, fuck, man, this is, you know, the assistant should be the one in charge. And if this dumb bitch doesn't get her acting gear, I wouldn't surprise me if the assistant is in charge eventually. Because this chick was so fucking aggressive and mean with me. You wouldn't believe it. So um, the nurse starts explaining on the through the phone to this bitch about what the fuck is going on. And um, she's talking and completing her sentence. And, and Fred Sanford is interrupting her and saying, no, 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 we can't do that. We can't allow him to leave with any blood. There is no leaving with blood. And uh, so finally, I, I interact. I go, uh, or I interrupt. I go, okay, I'll tell you what, Sheila, um, I've got an idea. I'll take care of it, okay? Never mind. Okay, hang up. So um, I get my shit. I go, no problem. I've got it figured out. I'll take care of it. I start to, I, I get in my car and I drive away. I'm going to go to another hospital in Zeeland, Michigan, where they do what's called a courtesy blood draw. Now, the, the, what I, I realize, though, as I'm driving away is I am not sure that at Zeeland Hospital that they can do the courtesy blood draw. The courtesy blood draw is the one that goes into the styrofoam package and I walk out with and I mail it, okay? But I don't know if they can do the testing for the infectious disease. In fact, as I'm driving away half a mile, I go, I got an idea. I'm going to turn around, go back to fucking Fred Sanford and say, I want you to do the infectious disease blood draw. And then because they do the testing there at this lab, they spin the fucking blood. They determine if I have AIDS. And then what they do is they take those results and fax them to California. That's that's what you're supposed to do. Okay, that doesn't mean that I can't. uh, But that and then so I'm going to have them do that. This is in my head as I'm driving away. And then I'm going to go to the other hospital and get the courtesy blood draw and mail it. So two blood draws, two different places now. Again, no one told me this, but no one really knew it. Okay. No one knew that at the first lab that they couldn't let, uh, that they couldn't, uh, um, uh, give me the second batch of blood. So I walk back in there and Fred Sanford sees me and she's like, right away, her posture is like, <sighs> And I've been nothing but sweet to her because I know she's a fucking bitch. And uh, I go, hey, you thought. And, and when I was leaving the last time, I was giving her the, I go, yes, I'm donating a kidney. And she was all nice. Then, oh, yeah, she was just happy to see me leave because, you know, it's it's getting near the end of the day. And this fucking bitch wants to leave um, at now. Uh, at Now it's uh, 240. They leave at 330. All right. Now, this is where it really gets ridiculous. Because I walk in, I go, hey, I've got an idea. I bet you thought you were done seeing me. She goes, what is it? Just like that. And I go, well, um, I know I can't leave with blood. But what we were going to do, the infectious disease protocol, I want that done. Now, I'm the customer here. 
me slash UCLA pays for this. This is what they do at this lab. Their job is to get a doctor's note, which I have, do the fucking test or pull the blood out, spin the fucking blood, determine if I have AIDS, fax the results. No, he doesn't have AIDS. That's it. Now, she goes, well, we leave at 3.30. We don't have time. Come back tomorrow and come back in the morning. Now, it has to be done today. If it doesn't get done, or yesterday, if it doesn't get done yesterday, December 2nd kidney transplant does not happen. It has to be moved. So because this fucking bitch is in my face and doesn't want to do her fucking job, she is now fucking everything up. Now, what I want to do is go in there and smack the fucking piss out of her. Uh, but I don't. I stand there and I just did the kindly brontosaurus. You don't know what the kindly brontosaurus is? Look it up. Kindly uh, brontosaurus is when you look at someone with the look of, well, I really need your help and I'm pathetic and uh, I, no, I really want her to help me. I need her. So I am not going to dispatch hell on her yet. I want to lay waste and carpet bomb the whole fucking facility and be picking up body parts of this bitch, but I can't. She's got me by the balls. And I go, oh, and I put, I put my hand, I actually put my hand over my mouth, like, like gasp. Oh no. I actually did that. And I went, oh, I made that noise. And I, I, I go, and I have this look of, I'm acting. I have this look of panic over my face. And uh, she's already said, come back tomorrow. And it was that abrupt that she said that to me. It was like that. And then uh, a handful of seconds passes. She goes, get in here, sit down. So then I realized she's going to do it. So I uh, very quickly, um, I temper my rage. I sit down and she's back at the computer. Typing all this shit in HIV, hepatitis, and I go, yeah, I, I don't. She, we can't. You can't leave her with blood. I go, oh, I know, I know. I'm gonna go over to Zealand Hospital, and they're gonna do that one. I just need you to do the first part of this, and then I'll be gone, and then I'll be out of here. And she goes, this is gonna take a while. It's gonna, we gotta spin the blood. We gotta. Blah, blah, blah. She's just making excuse after excuse. And then uh, she goes, have you been fasting? No, I hadn't. And the reason why I hadn't been fasting was because. My physician said, don't fast. This is a non-fasting test. But this stupid bitch doesn't know that. Okay, she just assumes that every person that she pulls blood out of has to be fasting. She's asking me if I've been fasting. Because if I say no, she's going to say, well, then I can't do this. Get the fuck out of here. Fred Sanford, you crazy motherfucker. So, uh, uh, all right. I go, well, yeah, I've been fasting. I haven't eaten in months. Shit, yes, I'm the biggest faster ever. Uh, and then she goes, do you have your physician's phone number? Physician's phone number isn't on here. If I don't have the fucking, if I don't have the phone number of the physician, this isn't happening. So I give her, I don't, I don't have that number. So I call, I got the nurse, though, who I've been speaking with. Her name is Sheila. She's, she's great. And uh, Sheila is who the results have to be faxed to. She's in charge of this whole fucking thing. No one has the doctor's phone number. You give it to the nurse. Everybody knows that. The doc's busy doing other shit. 
I go, yeah, oh, yeah, I got all that, that stuff, uh, lady. Uh, I'll just call her Miss K. Uh, Miss K, yeah, I got that number. I give her, she, I give her the, I give her the nurse's phone number. I go, this is the doctor's number. Where's the doctor's fax number? Right here. I give her that. She goes, and she's just typing away. She's mad. Her fucking steam coming out of her ears. She's furious, and I'm just sitting there, not saying a fucking word. I'm just like, uh huh, yeah. And I go, I go, I'm really, really sorry for this. Uh, you're, you're doing a great job. I'm just fucking charming the shit out of her all she wanted to do was anger fuck my 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 white guy ass she's like i'll fuck the shit out of you oh my god i don't know where that came from but anyway she's pissed off and the assistant who's actually going to do the blood draw she didn't have to do the fucking blood draw fred Sam, mrs fred sanford doesn't even have to do it she's just pissed off at the world for some reason she's always been pissed off this bitch mean as a fucking rattlesnake assistants just sitting there going Fuck, this is terrible. And uh, so then the lady goes, that'll be $110, cash or charge. And I go, okay, I've got this affidavit from you. I got, why are we doing this? Wait, why don't we just do this tomorrow? Because I've got an affidavit that says I don't pay anything. It's this, the UCLA pays for everything. And all she has to do is take this fucking thing and typey, typey, hit enter, and it's done, paid for. They've got an account. They, UCLA actually has an account with this company. That's why they sent me there. Because they do this all the fucking time. I go, this is where payment is sent. And she goes, and when I said that, she goes, why don't we just, why don't you just come back tomorrow? Now she's done doing it. There's nothing more she has to do. And she's still trying to get me to leave. So um, I go, well, if it's a problem, I'll pay for it, Miss K. And just uh, and then if that's the quickest way to do it, I will pay for it. And then I'll take care of it on my end. And then you don't have to bother. She kind of grunts and doesn't say another word. Okay. And she goes, go see so-and-so. So I sit down with this lady who's so sweet, this other one. And I just hope she gets this bitch's job. Uh, and she puts the needle in expertly and she draws like nine vials of blood and it was lickety split without a any pain and she was so sweet and nice and i hear miss k mrs fred sanford grumbling and bumbling in the background and bitching about everything and i was like shut the fuck up and do your job you crazy fucking bitch and uh she gets the blood and she spins. She's done. It's the job is done. She was like, she, she had been bitching that it takes an hour to do it. It didn't take an hour to do it. You asshole. And it doesn't matter. Do your job. Holy fuck. Um, so this lazy ass piece of shit goes on and on and on ripping me a new asshole. And I didn't say a word. I was so proud. I so wanted to overreact on her. I wanted her to be fucking Kenny and me to be me and Ripper a new one. And you know, if you followed me for any amount of time, I fucking, when I snap, it's over. So I'm trying so hard because I needed this blood to be dried. Had to happen. Out of all the things I've done in the last six months, this was the most trying, difficult thing. Okay. And I mean, I'm going to be able to compare this moment in time to actually getting the kidney removed from my body in the recovery. And I'm, I don't know. I think it's a toss up as to what will be more of a challenge, frankly. So, um, this sick bitch, then, uh, she puts on a happy face and 
Okay, it takes five minutes to draw the blood. It's now uh, 5 to 3. They leave at 3.30. And I stand up and I go, Miss Kay, do I need, do you need anything from me regarding billing? She goes, nope, you're all set. You can go. I'm like, you fucking asshole. You, 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 you sit there and get that wound up over shit and yell at me and make a fucking scene like a son of a bitchin' child. And you, and you've got it all taken care of. What the fuck is wrong with you? And you remember that lady that she said that I told you about how she, uh, she came in and wanted to get a drug test and, and she didn't want to give her the drug test. Uh, and she, she basically said, nope, nope, you, you can't, it's too late. Get out of here. That, that, that chick was like crushed. Um, she, she kind of like just skulked away, man. You got to get in that ass, Larry. But uh, I, I wasn't about to um, because, I, again, I needed this test taken care of. I needed this done. But it was just an absolute abortion. I could not believe the behavior of this fucking lady. Holy shit. She actually was getting coming unglued with me. And I just sat there and with a pleasant look on my face. But I'm burning up inside. I wanted to just fucking kick her ass. Um, and make a scene, you know, knock the centrifuge over, clear off the desk, a complete meltdown. But I kept my mouth shut. I'm proud of that. Got it done. Immediately got into the car afterwards and called up my nurse. And I go, you won't believe this. You will not believe this ordeal of this fucking bitch. Holy shit. And she's laughing her ass off. She goes, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I go, no, I did it. I got it taken care of. I was, I'm actually pretty proud of how it worked out because we got the job done. Blood is drawn. Blood is spun. Uh, results are being sent to you as we speak. And, and it's true. I've got this thing. It's an app with the hospital that whenever anybody, anybody posts results of a test, it shows up. I get a notification says, ding, you don't have AIDS. Ding, you're free. You don't have hepatitis. So it's all good. By the time I was driving away, I'm getting the results. It's like 3.15. The sick bitch is telling me it's going to take an hour. Shut the fuck up and do your job. So I got through this entire story without revealing who she is, where she is, what her name is, what the assistant's name is, or anything like that. And I also feel pretty proud about that. I don't want to I don't want to uh, open up that can of worms, but I think it's appropriate that I begin to run out the ground ball to politely, and I will be polite about it. I mean, I'm venting now for you because I've been hanging on to this story for 12 hours, and I, I'm like, I can't wait to tell this story. Um, but I think that uh, she, the, her boss needs a call and with the detailed account of how this went. This was bullshit. I need to relay the behavior of her, how she treated the poor chick who came in and wanted the drug test. I need to relay the the gruff attitude, the, the uh, you come back tomorrow. I mean, that was really bold. What if I was some pussy or, or not able to uh, navigate that in the brilliant way that I did? And I just said, okay, because I would have fucked up the whole kidney transplant because of this fucking bitch. Fuck her. So I think uh, I think if I, as soon as I get a minute, I don't know if it'll be today, but I got to make a phone call and get to the bottom of this. And uh, a, a negative Google review, I think, is in someone's future. Hopefully she'll get fired. No, seriously, I want her to get fired. I want the other chick to take her job. This chick's a bitch. Fuck her.
All right. By the way, if in the event some of you know, there's no chance, but in the event that you know where this is, what type of place this is, what it's called, who this person is, uh, reach out to me. I want to see if that, if, if, if what's, if what you've experienced in your life, if by chance of what I've just told you ever meets in one neat little Rubik's cube, send it to me, Eric at EricZancho.com. It's a shot in the dark, but I want to see if that's even possible. All right. So that's it. Um, from there, I drive to a place where they, they, they aren't assholes. Uh, Zeeland Hospital, part of uh, the Spectrum uh, network of hospitals. I walk in there, and I, this is a very unique set of circumstances. I said, I need a courtesy blood draw. Here's my paperwork. Here's who you bill. And she's like, hmm, this is, this is tricky. But go in there, get the blood draw. We'll sort it out on our end. No problem at all. You're good to go. I walk in. This super nice, sweet young lady uh, is like, hello, how are you? And she's just like waiting on me, it seemed like. And I give her, the, I show her what I need done. She goes, this is no problem. Uh, she was a professional. And it took a, a barely any amount of time. Okay, but is this done? No, I said it was a wild goose chase. The folks at UCLA... Now, I might have done this on my own, but I don't think so because I've been through this one once before. Normally, when they send you that styrofoam package with the vials in it that you have to send back to them, that's compatibility blood. Yes, this blood matches with your recipient. Okay? That needs to be put into a special FedEx envelope. It's called a live pack. And they've already printed the label. You know, FedEx, everything is trackable. You can't just, like, you know, write in the address on the envelope and you scribble and throw it in a box anywhere. There's ways to do it. And since they do this all the time at the kidney transplant team, they send you the right envelope with the label. That's it. Put the blood in there. Put the label on it. There's FedEx boxes everywhere. You drop it in there, you're done. Okay? I didn't get an envelope. I didn't get a label. So while I'm getting yelled at by uh, the, the female version of fucking Fred Sanford, and while I'm driving over hell and high water to get the blood uh, sample over at Zeeland Hospital, I'm talking to my nurse and sending emails saying, I need a label, and I'll take care of the envelope myself. I need a label. I know that. So they got to go. They gotta, uh, somebody's got to sit down, generate a label, and email that shit to me. So I'm sitting there getting... I got... Uh, 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 She's taking the blood, the second sample out at Zealand. And I'm looking at my phone like, when's somebody going to send me a fucking envelope or uh, send me a, a label? I'm driving to the FedEx place. And uh, I, finally it comes in. So I'm going to go to the FedEx place. I'm going to print the label. I'm going to get the envelope. Trouble. You get to the FedEx place. It's not a FedEx place. It's a, it's a box on the side of the road. There's no envelopes there. There's no, there's no way to do this. I'm like, son of a bitch. I look it up. FedEx, local. There's one about three miles away. Uh, I call there. I go, is this a, a FedEx facility or is it? No, this is Walgreens. Just drop the shit off here. No envelopes. No. Call a place in the next city. And uh, it actually is. Uh, there's, there's a person to talk to me and I go, use FedEx, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I print off a label? Yes. Off my phone. Yes. Can I get a live pack? Ooh, no. Why? There's only one place that has those, by the airport, FedEx. Fuck! 18 miles away, son of a bitch, shit. So I was almost to the place. I turn around, have to go home, 
because my phone needed a charge on my wild goose chase. And so I get home. I print the label myself on my own computer. Now I got my FedEx label. I grab the queen of the forest because I haven't seen her all day. I got to tell her the story about this crazy bitch that I encountered. Tell her all about that shit. Drive 18 miles to this FedEx facility right by the airport. It's now 6 p.m. This started at 2.30 in the afternoon. I walk in there. I go, I need a live pack. She goes, I got a live pack. Pulls out the envelope. She goes, here you go. Put your uh, put your blood in there. Here's the, uh, I go, here's the label. She types it up. She goes, no charge. It's all paid for. There you go. Lickety split. Done. So, and then I got home at 6.30. So this was 2.30 to 6.30. That is a full-on wild goose chase. My God. But we got it done, man. We got it done. The blood, uh, the blood test, everything's negative. I don't have AIDS. And the blood pack was sent. Shit. I'm going to need a little little sketchy on the details to some degree from my, I swear to God, I read everything word for word about what I was to do. I think that if, you know, how like when you finish something, Hey, we want your feedback about how this went. I think if they pick my brain, I can make life much easier for the next person who decides to donate a kidney. You need to make this idiot proof. You need to say specifically, okay, this is your final bit of blood work that needs to be done. You have two things that are getting that are being completed here. Infectious disease, compatibility. Infectious disease is all in-house. Blood is drawn. Blood is tested at this facility we have a contract with. They fax the results to us. Compatibility is different. You take, you walk out of there with the blood. No one even knew that I couldn't walk out of there with the blood. That's bullshit, okay? This is shit that... Uh, Okay, when you are uh, dealing with a person who is donating a kidney, uh, for me, it's no problem. But for some people, they might be like, yeah, I'm going to do this, but they might be having more anxiety. And the last thing you want is the donor to be going through weirdo shit because the last thing you want to do is have the donor to throw up his hands in the air and say, fuck it, I'm not doing this, which does happen, okay? Okay. I would be uh, mortified if someone actually was like, son of a bitch, this is too hard and too confusing. I'm just not going to do it. It's a, it's a, and just give up. You got to make sure that that's all taken care of. So uh, I, I think I need to have a discussion not only with Fred Sanford's boss, but with the folks at UCLA about the, it wasn't clear. And I think that going forward that it needs to be clear to the next people who are going to donate a kidney. You know what I mean? In the end, I'm really great. Okay? I fucking did it. I did all of this shit. All of this shit was done because of how great I am and how humble I am. So I just want to congratulate me for getting all this blood drawn. Because if it hadn't been for my instinct uh, charm, I swear to God, that lady wanted to have sex with me. And, uh, and, And my infinite wisdom, this would not have happened. This would not have happened. This is the only thing I'll pat myself on the back about is getting this blood drawn in the face of extreme adversity. Holy shit. The stories we will tell when it comes to the great kidney donation of 2020. All right, hold up. Pause in the action. Time out. Chris Weber. 
the Kent County Health Department sponsor the show. You can reach out to them if you need information, you or someone you know or love, on the WIC program, 616-632-7200. The WIC program uh, it keeps food on your table when you're, like, broke, you know? I mean, Jesus, if you qualify less, it can, you know, provide a lot of food for you and your loved ones. Don't go hungry for crying out loud. And it might not be you. It might be your neighbor. Gently recommend that they reach out to the Kent County Health Department to see if they qualify. 616-632-7200 or online at accesskent.com slash health. Batting last in the order for this not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Sarah Honda Granville, (laughs) S-E-R-R-E. S-E-R-R-A. HondaGranville.com. Head over there in person. Test drive a new Honda today. Brand new Honda. Fine, fine cars. Last forever. In fact, Sarah Honda Granville is the number one Honda dealer in Michigan. You can drive off today on a a certified pre-owned vehicle. Year or two old. Awesome cars there as well. Uh, Warranty on those. SarahHondaGranville.com. Okay, here we go. More of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Let's bring in the princess of the forest. Dirk, thank you for buying that for me. That is so handy. Everybody's like, what are you talking about? Hello. Jacqueline. Hello. It's about time you called me. Yeah, I'm a little late. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Okay. Uh, first things first. Um, we We had, it was game night last night, right? It was. Uh, what is that game called? Tra- planes, trains, and tickets? No, it's called Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride? Yes. Yeah, I like it. I like the game. You like that game? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's it's a good one. Yeah, it's... Maddie's not very good at it, so... Well, I thought I was going to come in last, but she ended up being in last place. No. No, yeah. that, that was good. That was good. Uh, okay, so uh, we talked about this uh, on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. So I wanted yeah. to share it with the rest of the audience. Um, it, it's, I mean, seriously, you witnessed uh, hardcore criminal activity <laughs> on the street on Friday, which, you know, what's crazy. Where this happened is yeah. where uh, me and the entire uh, crew of people giving away socks to underprivileged people. We were right there, like, yeah. and like two hours after you saw what went down. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm like traumatized for life. I mean, legit, you're. It's PTSD, <laughs> right? What? Yeah, it's like legit PTSD. You said it is. You don't even want to drive by the, the 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 place where that happened again because of what you saw. Yep. And if there's anybody listening on the or watching on the live stream, uh, don't give it away. Just keep it a secret if you could, because some of you jump ahead to the story. What happened? And somebody gets the urge to tell. Don't tell. Yeah. If unless it's already happened. Uh, all right. Well, Jacqueline, um, where were you driving from when this all unfolded? Um, I think I was coming home from ship shopping. Okay. Yeah. And you live uh, not that far from where this happened in the downtown area of uh, Grand Rapids, correct? Yeah, I live one street away. So you're not far from 
Um, well, where, where things sometimes get a little weird. Like it's, yeah, it's I'm, in, I'm like a street or two from division. It's entirely possible that, uh, well, it's probably a good idea for you to always be walking with Justin when you're walking down the street. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. I hate that, by the way. What? I don't know. I just, it just, it's no, no, not that you walk with Justin. That, why would, no. No, that I have to walk. That you have to walk with Justin. Yes, yes. It drives me crazy. It makes me very, very concerned because I don't want you one day say, I'll roll the dice and go out without him and then something bad happened, you know? Yeah. No, he always walks with me. Okay. Even in the daytime, please, because what you're about to describe (laughs) happened in the daytime. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Okay, so what happened, uh-huh. Jackie, please? Okay, so I was driving home, and I was at the stoplight right by that. It's called Degage, right? Yes, it is called Degage. That is a yeah. um, place where a lot of underprivileged people, homeless people, stay, sleep, get some food, you know. Yeah, so I was at the stoplight right by there, and there's like a public transport bus in front of me and we both go through the light and across the street from Degage, there's this black guy and I, I see him at the, when, when I'm sitting at the light, cause I'm stopped and I just see him and he's like moving, but I'm just like, I don't know what that is. Okay, whatever. And then I go through the light and I see that his like, pants are half down and he's whacking his ween <laughs> <laughs> and i like i was just like I, I, like this isn't i'm not this isn't real this isn't what i'm seeing so right. i like yeah. take a double take and i'm like oh yep that is i'm, yeah. I'm not you know <laughs> was it it was what's he uh what? What, was he was he was he large i mean was he like bbc I'm not answering that. I didn't look long enough. Okay. Okay. I don't it know was, why. I don't know why I asked was, that question. It was brutal though, because his he was just just standing there and just going at it, and he was all alone by himself. Oh. No one was around. And he was just standing up, and it was the middle of the day, and the what? people on the public transport bus had to have seen it. And oh it was yeah. Brutal. Oh god. So it was so terrible. You know, it's funny because when we were there later on, there was a cop there and, and he was talking to someone. I wonder if they were given a description. I don't know. I mean, that was quite a while later. Now, were his pants like at his feet so you could see all of his legs? No, they were just down enough so he could get it out. Ah, God. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? And so I rushed home and I'm like traumatized. And I, Justin's working. So I tell him he's got a mute himself on his zoom meeting and i'm like Justin, and i told him what i saw and he's like he now he's like scared to go past that spot now because he doesn't want to see anything yeah yeah i would too and that i'm sorry that that's the first time you saw a real penis that it happened that way shut up (laughs) (laughs) but you you might have given him socks potentially well um there's a couple people that I, or at least one in particular that I have in mind that I think I, we at least saw there was one person who was walking down the street. who We didn't give mm-hmm. socks to who was, um, 
he was walking and kind of dancing at the same time before we actually really started giving them away in earnest, just a few blocks away from there. And he was very like uh, uh, exuberant and energetic and, and uh, he was uh, clearly affected by something. Something was in his system making him act very, very strange. And yeah. I, I think that that may have, uh, maybe that was the dude. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I couldn't say, but that, that guy strikes me as someone who may have been one of the people involved. Um, wow. What was that? That's, yeah, that's was, incredible. Well, again, like, I, I was, like, thinking to myself, I was like, I think, like, people call the police on, on these types of things. But yeah. then I, yeah. when I was thinking about, like, calling, I was like, it's probably too late because by the time I got there, he's going to be done and he's going to be on his way. <laughs> I, you know, uh, I, that, 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 um, it doesn't, I mean, I'm sure someone else did. And then gave a description, yeah. and then if they find the guy, then they'll then they'll take care of that. But so I, yeah. I I'm sure someone else called. I wouldn't I wouldn't be bothered by that. But yeah, in the future, that if that happened, yes, definitely call the cops. You don't want people standing around beating their meat while there's there's yeah. kids on a bus going, hey, what hey, what's that? Yeah, uh. it was so terrible. Yeah, it was oh, it was bad. Okay, well, uh, I'm yeah. sorry you saw that. Try to avoid that area, please. I'll try. All right. All right. Okay, thanks. That was Daisy. Daisy's feeling better. I gave her medicine. She's limping around, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for, for, I don't even know what she did, but she did something. Is she still limping today? Uh, not, as, not as bad, but like I said, I've been giving her medicine regularly for pain. Okay, keep so, an eye yeah, on her. Yeah, Take I'm sure she'll be her. fine. You know how she, she's old. She gets... Uh, she's not old. Well, she's not the youngest. She's spunky. Okay. All right. Thanks. Love you. Sorry. Okay, sorry you saw you. that. Thanks for telling the story about that about that guy. Uh, okay. Thanks. Bye See bye. you. Bye. Oh my gosh. And that's gonna do it. The not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Putting the wraps on it now. Keep in mind this show released on the nineteenth of May. I got a special uh, episode on Patreon for the same day, the nineteenth of May. That I like to title, Something to Listen to While I'm Away. It's about a three-hour show that you're going to love. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay, that's it. Thank you so much for checking this out. I appreciate you. Have a good one, folks. Bye-bye.